This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Speaking to his flock in the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, we join Archbishop Alexander Sample as he reflects upon our faith, culture, and life in the church on The Voice of the Shepherd. Joining Archbishop Sample is your host, Dina Marie Hale. And now, The Voice of the Shepherd. Greetings, everyone, and thank you for joining us on The Voice of the Shepherd. I'm Dina Marie Hale and Archbishop Alexander Sample with us today as we continue in this Advent season. Good to have you with us, Archbishop. It's great to be with all of you again. (laughs) We're on the Advent journey, and I thought this would be a beautiful time to talk about our young adults, Mm -hmm. those that are in that, that 18 to 35 age group, and a little bit about how Jesus accompanies them. Jesus wants to accompany them. And how does our church really respond and to reflect upon those needs of the hearts of of our young adults in our church community, in our family community? So would you help us open with prayer? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, during these days of Advent, as we prepare ourselves, our hearts, our homes, to receive your Son, Jesus, more deeply into our lives, we ask you, Father, to help us to bring your Son, Jesus, especially into the lives of our youth and our young people, those who, whom you love with such a deep fatherly love and whom you want to know the love of your Son, Jesus, more deeply in their lives. Be with us during this broadcast and pour out your Spirit upon all of us so that uh, you will guide our conversation and uh, will inspire in our listeners what you wish them to hear. All of this we ask through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Well, I thought today, Archbishop, it'd be wonderful to look a little bit about where we are. Where has the church been and really walking with our young adults? What's the plight that they face? I think back to my days of college first graduating, looking for that first job, a lot of things are going on in a young person's life. And where is Christ? Mm -hmm. We know we want Christ to be at the center. And I think probably you, like me, have heard many prayer intentions from parents and grandparents. I'm praying for my young adult. I'm praying for my son, my daughter, my granddaughter, that they will find a relationship with Jesus. And so maybe just start a little bit with your heart looking at this age group and, and the intentions that we have to care for them. Right. Well, you know, you, you mentioned uh, the relationship with Jesus, and I think ultimately that's what it all comes down to. But, you know, this, this is really, this is one of the most challenging questions, really, that the church faces today. I really believe that. Uh, how do we reach out to, to, how do we minister to, minister with, how do we connect with young adults? How do we make our faith, our Catholic faith, relevant to our young people today? How do we make the church relevant for our people today? How do we 
how do we really even inspire in our young people a, a desire uh, for uh, the, the bigger things, the greater things, God himself? I, I think truly this is one of the biggest challenges that the church faces now, has faced for some time, mm-hmm. and will continue to face into the future. I wish I had... I really wish I had the magic answer to this. And I, sorry, listeners out there, if you think that, you know, I've come on today to uh, confidently share with all of you exactly what we need to do uh, with our young people today, because I don't have magic answers for this. It's it's the, the great challenge. And, you know, and the church, we, we, we face this all over the world today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but but a big part of it I think is, you know, trying to figure out how do we accompany these young adults? How do we walk with them? How do we journey with them? How do we enter into relationship with them in order to lead them into an encounter with Christ? Um, So there's the challenge from the church's point of view and and certainly myself. And and I can tell you, Our, our pastors are deeply concerned about this. We talk about it amongst ourselves mm-hmm. almost all the time. Uh, and you, you mentioned earlier, Dina Marie, I mean, I can't tell you how many times mm-hmm. parents and grandparents are coming up to me and, you know, almost in tears at times, you know, sharing with me, you know, their concerns for their, their children or grandchildren who are, are away uh, from the faith and sometimes living really uh, lives that aren't, aren't, aren't very good and holy. But also, I look at this, you know, from the standpoint and the point of view of the young people. You know, look at what they are facing in the world today. Look at the culture that has formed them. And I, I guess maybe I was a little bit naive uh, some years ago about just how strong these influences are on our young adults and young people especially when they go off to college, but even starts before that, even starts in high school. And now in the public school system, you know, we're even seeing things starting in early elementary grades that are, that are frightening to me in terms of some of the indoctrination that's happening with our young people. But I think quite honestly, a lot of our young people have been indoctrinated through the educational system and almost programmed to reject faith. And I'm, I'm sorry to have to say that. I really am. It breaks my heart to have to say that. But I think in many, many ways, uh, the educational system is, is structured in such a way, and the people, many of the people, and not all, obviously, but many of the people in, who are in, engaged in, the, in, in that educational system are really setting our young people up, if you will, to reject faith, to reject the church, to reject Christ, uh, oftentimes around the, the, the neuralgic moral issues, if you will, of our time. You know, there's this, uh, I, I'm, I'm just going to say it, uh, there's this, um, we, we, we sometimes refer to as the woke mentality, the woke culture in, in, our, in our world today. And, and many, many, many of our young people have been completely indoctrinated into this and have adopted it themselves as a worldview uh and and there's to this wokeism if you want to call it that it's 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 like a religion (laughs) in many ways it's dogmatic it's interesting i i find this to be true that 
so often, you know, people who are sort of anti-Catholic, anti-religion, anti-institutional religion, you know, all of the things that they sort of accuse us of, uh, they do kind of do uh, also, or, or, you know, we, I don't think we're really doing some of the things they're accusing us of, but they are, they are kind of becoming what, what they accuse us of. In other words, they're very dogmatic. You buy the mentality or, or you know, you know you're, you're no good. You know, I mean, you have to, you have to uh, adhere to all of the tenets, uh, tenets of the, of the quote-unquote woke religion. You have to say all the right things, have all the right opinions, utter the right words, use the right vocabulary, you know, and there's great pressure to do that and, you know, to fit in and to go along. You know, they'll, they'll declare heresies. You know, if you don't adhere to the, to the principles, you know, you're a heretic. And they have kind of their own form of excommunication. Mm-hmm. You know, we call it sometimes the cancel culture. So I, I, I talked, give you an example. I talked to a young person who was simply out for a social time in the evening with another group of just good young adults, just having a great time trying to meet new friends. And somebody in the group said something about something that was going on at work. And, and my friend, my young friend, said, said something, not in a threatening way at all, to, but just kind of questioned it a little bit. Well, you know, I think he said something like, well, don't you think it's a little political, you know? This person immediately shut him down, mm. closed him out, canceled him. A minute ago, it looked like they were, maybe a friendship was developing. Now this, pers- this person is, is, is written off now, canceled excommunicated, if you will, because they don't hold the right opinion. Well, this is the culture that many of our young people have grown up in, so it's a very challenging environment for the church to enter in and try to explain why why a relationship with Jesus Christ is so important, why our faith is everything, mm-hmm. why they exist, what they were created for, and, and what their eternal destiny is. It's, it's a very challenging uh, in, in environment to try to engage our young people, especially in, in the more, you know, urban areas of, of our culture. Right, right. And, you know, there's that ultimate pursuit of the pursuit of happiness, right? The, the, the movie that came out. But we do have this pursuit of what's good, what's true in our hearts. It has been ingrained in us. And yet, how can we present that? to a young person and say, there is peace, but it's not what you're going to find mm-hmm. in that social group in trying to find the, the greatest paying job or, or the greatest place to live in the, in the nicest spot. But there is a desire, I have to believe, in each and every human heart to have that peace. Can we show that to another person? Yes, you know, I think I think actually a, a great uh, saint uh, of the church, you know, put it very well. And, and centuries and centuries ago, the great Saint Augustine. Yeah, right. You know, uh, and you know, I think Saint Augustine actually wouldn't be a bad patron for saint our for for our, our young people in our mm-hmm. time because he was a young person living in the world, living a very worldly life, very engaged in the philosophies, if you will, of the world. Uh, while God was continuing to try to call him. But, you know, Augustine, his, in his Confessions, which is a great read, by the way, the Confessions of St. Augustine, uh, especially for you young folks out there, you read that. Uh, but anyway, you know, the famous line from Augustine is, you have made us for yourself, O God, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. We are made for God. 
you know, and he has that other beautiful section in there where he says, Late have I loved you, O beauty ever ancient, ever new. Late have I loved you. And he regrets all of the wasted years uh, where he was running away from God as God sought him. He said, I was looking for you, God, out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's great. It's Listen, this guy's writing, you know, in, in the fifth century, <laughs> right? Uh, but he could be writing for today. You know, he says, I looked for you out there in the beauty of your creation, in the world I looked for you and I searched for you, but, and you were always within. You know, you were always here within. Uh, so I think, um, you know, I, the fact is we were made for God. And that's inescapable. And even our, our young people ultimately can't, uh, can't, can't escape that reality. And so, you know, I think, you know, we all have a desire in, in life. We all have a desire for happiness, fulfillment. I think ultimately we all have a, hap- a, a, a hunger for love. Mm-hmm. That's what we're really looking for. We're looking for love. Every, I think, human desire. I think for most people say, well, what do you want most out of life? I think, you know... Well, we want to be happy. We want, to, we want happiness. We want to have a happy life. Well, ultimately, I think that's just superficial. I think what we're really looking for is love. We're looking for love. And we want to be loved for who we are, not for who we have to prove ourselves to be. We don't, want, we don't have to earn love. We just want pure love. And there's only one who gives us that. Every other love falls short. Even the most wonderful loves that we encounter in the human sphere in this world, um, ultimately, there's only one love that's perfect and, and absolutely fulfills, and that's the love of God. So somehow, I think the challenge is, with young folks today, is to, because they do have that desire in their heart. They may not be able to clearly articulate it, but there's a desire in their heart for something beyond themselves, their desire for love. You know, truth, beauty, goodness attracts. What we have to do is connect that desire of the human heart that is in every single one of us, connect that with what the true meaning of life is. And that is, of course, you know, our our, our relationship with God. Yeah. And it just seems like I see so many beautiful at- uh, attempts or initiations to build that relationship at the parish level, at the campus ministry level, within our neighborhoods, within ways of serving. I think we've got the Blanche House or organizations that really invite volunteers and service. And young men and women are attracted to that way of service, giving. But can we do it in a way that invites them to encounter the one who created them? the Lord Jesus Christ in the midst of service, in the midst of going down to downtown Portland with the community at St. Michael's, let's say it, and to touch the homeless, to find out that Jesus is really with them. Yeah, you know, I think that you, 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 you tap into something very important here because young people in general are young adults. And listen, oh my gosh, we have so many wonderful young, young Catholic adults and youth in this archdiocese. And I tell you, I meet them all the time. So I don't, I don't mean to uh, paint a, a, an overly pessimistic picture because we have some incredible young adults, young Catholic adults, devoutly committed to their faith, on fire with their love for Jesus. And they are, you're right. They're in our campus ministry programs. They're in some of our parishes that have young adult groups. We have in the metro area here of Portland, the Catholic uh, uh, Young Professional Group. 
there's, so there's all kinds of, of wonderful, and we've got parishes. Some of our parishes, is in, especially in the metro area, are filled with young adults. In fact, they kind of minister and cater to, in a special way, the young adult community. And let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. To meet these young people is inspiring for me and encouraging for me. So I, you know, I, but I, in, in painting this picture, their peers, the people they work with, people they live next to, the people that, that they interact with socially are largely coming from this other world, this other dimension. And so they, you know, so we need to kind of equip our, our on fire young people to be those bridges of mm-hmm. building relationships. And I think that's really what it comes down to is building relationships is in, in connecting people with other people. Um, and it's not, it's not overly complicated in one sense. It's, you know, in, in the work of evangelization and, 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 and our Catholic young people who are on fire with love for Jesus, sharing that faith with others and, and bringing others into that relationship, it's, it's, it's not about, you know, being a theologian <laughs> and feeling like you have to be able to, you know, explain everything and, uh, you know, evangelize in a, with, with words uh, of, of, of great depth in terms of the, the communication of the gospel message. It's very simple. But I think it's really a, a, about relationships. I think it's about, listen, we all hunger for relationships. And so many young people today feel so disconnected. Um, you know, they, 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 they're, for so many, their so, social world revolves around social media. That's not real. You know, those relationships are not real. Uh, what's real is a person sitting across from you or sitting next to you. Uh, that's a real relationship. We need to, and of course, COVID and the pandemic, you know, isolated so many people. It just exacerbated this problem. But I think, I think you know, the way to reach, I think ultimately the way to reach the the young people of today is, you know, not through slick media campaigns. Although, you know, some use of social media, I'm going to be trying to use some social media myself and YouTube, my own YouTube channel and, and put out some content that hopefully will be engaging uh, with, with young adults. But those sorts of things have a place and a role, but they're not the heart of it. I think the heart of it is just building relationships um, one by one by one. That's how the early church did it. It was just about a relationship that you would invite somebody into. So I and I think what what young adults um, like to do is, as you say, serve together. So if there are kind of ways that they can serve, especially the poor and the needy, there's a great altruism there. There's a great idealism. There's a great desire to serve and to make a difference in the world and to make other people's lives better. I think that's something that's just part of being a young person. You, you're very uh, motivated by by goodness and and by trying to make a difference and to to improve other people's lives and to love others, especially those in need, uh, that, that transform lives. I mean, that's all great. But if we can do that in a way, as you say, that connects it with Jesus, that I do this not just from a humanitarian point of view, because I'm a human being and I, I care about other human beings just in a humanistic way, but I do this because I'm a disciple of Jesus, and. I see in that other person the dignity of a, of a beloved son or daughter of God. Uh, I see somebody created in the image and likeness of God. I see the face of Jesus in the poor and the suffering. 
And uh, as Jesus himself said, you know, when I was hungry, when I was hungry, you gave me to eat. When I was thirsty, you gave me to drink. Jesus identifies with the poor and the needy. So when we connect young people in ministry to, to those in need, we need to do it in a way that, that they see in, in the faces of those that, that to whom they minister the face of Jesus. But we are also showing the face of Christ to them. They need to see in our face the face of a loving God, the face of Jesus working in and through us. And so the more we can connect young people with each other, I think whether it's in service to, to the needy or whether it's in, in prayer, mm-hmm. prayer groups, faith discussion groups, you know, we used to have things like, uh, what was it, theology on tap. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you go to a bar and, and, and get some beer and, and you have a little presentation on the faith and then you have a discussion Young people love that kind of stuff. But I think it's a lot of it is just getting them together. That's why all of these different ministries and groups, whether they're, um, you know, the campus ministries, whether they're young adult groups in parishes, which we have going in in many of our parishes, or on the archdiocesan level, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, we have our own office for for young adult, Lexi, uh, Mm -hmm. who's a terrific on-fire uh, a young Catholic woman who who's trying to connect, work to connect. It's, it's it's all about connecting, yeah. making those connections, connecting young people to each other, because that's where they need help. That's where they need support. That's where they need to know they're not alone. Mm-hmm. That there are other other people of their generation of their of their peers that also are on fire for their love for the Lord. And and but then we then we have to invite others in. We can't just have be a support group. For, for believers, <laughs> you know, as much as important as that is, right. we need to go beyond that. We need to be that for each other, but then with, a, with, an, with an evangelistic outlook, you know, as Pope Francis keeps saying, that missionary disciple, the one that's going to invite, you know, that my coworker. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I'll give you an example. I, uh, we are, we're, there's going to be a, a, an Advent retreat for young adults coming up. And uh, it was in our parish link uh, communication that went out. I immediately thought of a young person uh, that I thought, ah, this would be perfect for him. And so I texted him and said, hey, check this out. You, I think you might be interested in this, you know. And he responded saying, oh, yeah, I'll look at that and see if it'll fit my schedule. So we need to invite mm-hmm. uh, young people uh, to come. Yeah. And I think it's so fitting that developing those relationships and each and every one of us are in a different sphere of influence, whether it's within your working community or neighborhood. So we're all having that opportunity to reach that one young adult, Mm -hmm. you know, and the Lord knows, okay, if you just open your eyes, I'm going to give you an opportunity to touch one of my children and bring them closer to me. And so for those of us who maybe are already kind of on that track, how do we look around beyond our comfort zone to reach out to that young adult? It could be in our own family. It could be a niece, a nephew, uh, maybe somebody, a cousin that we don't know very well, but we know, boy, they're in that age group. And if, if I just was a little vulnerable, mm-hmm. maybe I could just walk with them and get a little closer to you Christ. Know, and, and the goal is, is, is to bring them into a, uh, we, I'm going to keep using these words, a, a, a transformative, life-giving encounter with Jesus Christ in the church. I mean, ultimately, it's not just about a social group. It's not just mm-hmm. about numbers. I mean, why do we want... I mean, really, let's stop and ask ourselves. Why do we want our young people mm-hmm. in the church? 
because we want them to come to eternal salvation in Christ. We want them to have an encounter with Christ that brings them life, happiness, peace now, gives them a life well-lived now, a virtuous life, a life of goodness, pulling them out of the darkness uh, uh, that is out there in the world today. I mean, I just, and I got to, just one quick little example. You know, it's been in the news lately. There's uh, uh, a shop uh, here in, in Portland uh, selling magic mushrooms, we call them, you know, the, the drug, you know, the mushrooms that you're going to eat and give you a high, right? I drove by this place on the way into work the other morning, and it was, it was, it was, they weren't even open yet, and there was a line of people waiting to get their magic mushrooms. I'm thinking, man, man, oh, man how lost so many are and, and how much there's so much goodness and love mm-hmm. and fulfillment that Jesus wants to give and that God, they're looking for fulfillment, love, pleasure, happiness, whatever it is in the wrong places. We've got the place mm-hmm. that's going to bring about the real deal. And so, you know, we need to be very clear about why we want them. We want them to come to know the love of Jesus that we have. And we have got to do this, uh, and we got it. We've got to overcome whatever our inhibitions are, whatever our discomfort is. I think one of the big things here in the church is young people don't know where they fit in. In the, and I'm talking about in the life of the parish community. Uh, a lot of them are are just wondering, well, where do I fit in? Where? How do I get involved? How do I? How do I make a difference here? Where? Where do I belong here? Because a lot of times our parishes are geared toward, you know, we got the kids, the little kids and the, and the catechetical stuff going on. We've got a lot of geared towards family stuff, maybe the elderly. Um, but this, 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 this middle group mm-hmm. of young adults, especially if they're not married, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't see people like me here. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't feel like, where, where do I fit in? You know, where, where's, where's ministry that I can get involved with? So I think we need to engage young people in leadership, form them as leaders. And we older people need to sometimes get out of the way mm-hmm. and stop holding on to the things that we've always done mm-hmm. and start giving these things over to our, our young people. Get them involved, help them lead, give them responsibility, Make them feel a part of things and welcomed and important and, and useful and making a contribution fulfilled. That's, I think, a, a big part of what we need to do in our parishes is really invite the young people in to take on leadership roles within the parish community. They're the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what a blessing as we transition into the Christmas time is really to bring all of our family together. And with that, would you help us close with your blessing? Yes. A special blessing. Let's pray upon all of our, our young adults and youth out there that uh, the Lord help them. Lord, we just ask your blessing upon our young people. Fill their hearts with your grace and with your love and draw them ever closer to yourself and help us to be your instruments in bringing them into a deeper loving relationship with you. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit Come upon all of you, your families and loved ones, and be with you this day and forever. Amen. Amen. And thank you all for joining us on The Voice of the Shepherd. For Archbishop Alexander Sample, I'm Dina Marie Hale. And until our next encounter, have a blessed week.
You've been listening to The Voice of the Shepherd with Archbishop Alexander Sample, a production of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. To subscribe to this podcast and access to all of our past shows, visit moderndayradio.com. Please email your comments and questions for the show to info at archdpdx.org. Learn more about the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon online at archdpdx.org. Peace be with you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MaterDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.